for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. First off, before I introduce our guests, I want to thank everybody that's been supporting us. Uh, we've really been seeing a lot of uh, a lot of support on the Instagram with some of these new videos we've been releasing over the last couple of months. And actually, I think our guest commented on one of our more recent videos, filling us in who the band was because we had not a clue when we were doing the uh, react to Mosh Pit videos. Uh, but I would just wanted to take that second to thank you. We're trying some different stuff here on Live and Amplified, different content, all that fun stuff. So hopefully you guys enjoy it and keep supporting us. So really appreciate it as we continue to uh, expand upon the podcast and our live videos and all that fun stuff that we've been doing for a good minute now. But let's jump right into it. We got a very special guest with us, another Waco brethren. It's very rare. I've been in Waco three years, and I think we've only had three or four people from Waco on the podcast. So it, it's kind of funny, weird, and, you know, all that fun stuff. But we have Westy from Ghost Dance Band. How's it going today, man? What's up, man? Thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm really excited to sit down and chat with you. Uh, we, we were connected through a mutual friend, Dustin, um, and he speaks very highly of you. And I've been trying to go see one of your shows, but all of last year we talked previously what was going on and oh, yeah. i wasn't able to get out there last year and then this year yeah just kind of been really busy but i'll hopefully i'll get to see you in october so yeah 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 but, if nothing else we'll like that in october yeah we'll, we'll get it going in october I, you know it just it, it's been one of those weird things i haven't been able to see a lot of local waco bands but then again when I live right down the street from Lakeside Tavern, they kind of have the same people every time. And it's just like, maybe I should go downtown, but I don't really want to drive all the way downtown. And, you know, but anyways, uh, so first off, really excited to have you on here, chat, get to know you a little bit more, all that fun stuff. Um, for anybody that's just kind of getting to meet you for the first time, what's uh, what's your background? What got you into music? Kind of do a little brief comic book 101 type stuff. Uh. Yeah, man. Uh, well, I guess really my mom was uh, the biggest influence uh, growing up. She was constantly playing um, her, you know, 50s, 60s music. Um, she's a she's a total flower hippie. So I was raised in a house that was always playing music. And it uh, and she was the one that uh, really broke it down to me in terms of a song can tell a story. And I would always ask her, well, what's this song about? Well, no, what is this song about? And she would, you know, give me her interpretation of, you know, um, like Last Kiss or whatever, you know. And so <clears throat> in terms of my love for music, it really stems from her. Uh, the, the performance aspect of it was um, my dad, before he split, which we all know how that goes, right? Yeah. But uh, he, um, he, played, he played guitar like a, like a maniac. So... Um, the memories that I do have of uh, the old SOB was, you know, in honky tonks and in in, in, in clubs and, 
you know, it's watching him just, just go up there and just rip, you know, like old uh, R&B and Stevie Ray Vaughan and stuff like that. So my, uh, my love for guitar came from, from, from that, you know, from, from witnessing, um, on a very small scale, mind you, you know, mm-hmm. dad, local band top, you know, but, uh, it came from, from that. So mm-hmm. I would, um, as a kid, I would find myself, you know, listening to like, a, you know, like a Molly Crew song or something on the radio or ZZ Top. And I would, um, I would always signal out the guitar and I would just kind of, um, I would just kind of tune everything else out and only hear the guitar. So, I, I kind of knew early on that I, I want to play guitar, that it, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a drummer or bass player. It's six strings all day. Yeah, I feel it. And uh, are you uh, born raised in Waco or did you move here later on? Oh, in no. Life? Oh, no. I'm like, I'm like 10th generation Waco. And nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. My, my family's been here since damn, since they painted the first sign. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. We've been here forever, man. Yeah. <laughs> One of the guys I work with, his uh, his dad was pretty big in Waco back in the day, and he tells me stories upon stories about how Waco used to be, bef- even like before the whole David oh, yeah. Koresh thing oh, and that. came in, and then uh, you know, obviously uh, fixer upper, not really fixing anything up, but you God, know, started on that. <laughs> yeah, to- it's. Ugh. I think you talk to anybody that's been in Waco for more than 30 years, they probably have a really strong opinion about how things are right now. Well, it's, I mean, you know, don't soften up my Waco. Yeah. I mean, I'm proud of the fact that you can't go down MLK at night. Like that, that's right. You know, like Waco is one of those people are hard here. They're yeah. born hard. They live hard. Like it's, I don't want that fixer upper silo crap in my Waco. Like get out of here, man. Like, I feel it. Yeah, you know, taking away our street cred. Yeah, I feel that. I will say, though, there's no place in Waco that I wouldn't go at any point during the day or night. Just there's. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I... you're right, kids. Visit. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's a great place. No, no, no. I say that because I grew up on the south side of Chicago. And oh, okay. Well. I, I, I know what sketchy places look like. Oh, and yeah. Man, I bet you have to... stories. To me, sketch. There's a difference between sketchy places and seasoned places. <laughs> yeah. And yes, there may be sketchy people that live here in Waco, but there, there, there's not sketchy places in Waco. In my, that's my opinion. What do I know? I don't know nothing oh, yeah. about Texas. So, <laughs> oh no, that's cool. So you, you've been, you're been here your whole life. You know, was there any thought of like? picking up and moving to Austin or Dallas or any of those places? Cause I know that seems to be a pretty common thing with a lot of the younger kids from Waco that I talk to. It's like, Oh, I just can't wait to get out of here to go to Waco or go to Dallas or uh, Austin. Well, um, as a kid, you know, I mean, it, it's, you talk to people that grew up on the beaches of California and they want to live in the mountains where they can ski yeah. and people that live in the mountains want to live in Hawaii. And so, I think that no matter where you grow up, you kind of hate your hometown um, yeah. for one reason or another. So, of course, whenever I was younger, all I could do was talk about getting out. And, you know, oh, these these damn rednecks and all. I just hate, ah, you know. But you uh, you grow up and you realize that Waco is actually pretty cool, man. It's it's a mm-hmm. really good place to raise a family. And, um, you know, I mean, I'll crack my, I'll crack my, you know, my hood jokes and my yeah. dress jokes and, and all that. But. All in all, Waco's 95% great to yeah. start a family and, and anchor down and lay roots here. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And also I realized we're centrally located between so many things that if I want to go to Dallas, I'm an hour away. And mm -hmm. if I want to go to Austin, I'm an hour away. Yeah. So anytime I got it, I, you know, I got the itch to, to travel. I just, I just went. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, but it, it's nice to come back to my, uh, my small little town. Yeah, for sure. I feel that. I, yeah, it's a, uh, it, that is one of the convenient things is just being centrally located and like even further than that, like I like, like you, I like to get out and travel and do things and I'm like eight hours from anywhere I want to be other than Chicago. Like I can't get back to Chicago in eight hours, but you know, it is what it is, you know, but anywhere else I want to go, I can get there in eight hours yeah. driving that is. So, yeah. Um, no, it's cool. So kind of jumping back on the uh, music you uh got exposed to and really interested in playing the guitar early on uh at what point did you kind of start exploring the op idea of like writing your own music well uh i think it uh, playing the way that i play guitar um and anybody that you know that that jams with me or knows me you know i i think um, will agree that I, I, I kind of have my own way about it. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, as I was, you know, uh, I'm self-taught, <clears throat> but uh, as I was kind of coming up and figuring out the instrument, the way that I learned how to play it really kind of laid a solid foundation for um, writing. And although I'm definitely not, a songwriter like like uh, you know i'm never i'm never gonna you know go hit the singer songwriter circuit and get a bar stool and acoustic and you know sing my my tales mm. but uh i um i think that i'm good at hearing melody lines in my head or hearing um a chorus in my head and and even if it comes to me in terms of like singing like it, i'll mm. i'll hum something that'll just kind of get stuck on loop and um, I've always been really um, gifted to, to pick up my guitar and I can just bang that out, like boom. So the things that I want to write, I've always been able to manifest. Whereas I know that there's a lot of people out there that, you know, might know their way around a fretboard, but creatively it's hard for them to get motivation to write something down or to create something that they feel has substance. So, I mean, it's, yeah, man, I, I guess it's really just my own take on the guitar mixed with a little bit of ADD. Mm. It just kind of makes it happen, you know? Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Uh, so it it was always the uh, guitar. There was never any, like, oh, maybe one day drums. It was just kind of always guitar. Oh, hell no. Um, no. I told, <laughs> embarrassingly, I told her the idea of being a DJ at one point. Okay. And, and, and doing the whole EDM thing whenever, uh, and I'm sure we'll, we'll get into the, the band crap at some yep. point in this yep. show, but, uh, we used to be a metal band before we were us same members minus Cody, my, my, my brother, the singer. But, um, when we were doing that, I always wanted to try to implement and incorporate, you know, like EDM type stuff into the, but it was never so much in the songs themselves as, I would uh, I would get into Ableton and I would make intros or interludes yeah. or in betweens and and bring those elements and that's how I kind of got to scratch my itch. Yeah. But 
that or not. Man, I saw how not to not to throw shade at the DJs out there, but your average run of the mill guitar center DJ has got it pretty easy. I'll tell you what, I mean, I, I figured out real quick you can charge a couple of grand to do someone party and have a thousand dollars worth of gear that's all running Spotify on your phone through yep. an aux cable, and they don't know. And then yeah. you just hit play, hit shuffle, and then you know do the whole just pretend. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then like random people come up there and twist knobs like they're doing something. You're like, yeah. Yeah. So from a business perspective, I was like, maybe this DJ thing is the way to go about it. But the but hardest thing a, is like, no, dude. Yeah, it's not fulfilling. Yeah. Actually, it's funny you bring that up. So earlier, early on during Live and Amplified, I had this idea of doing trying to figure out a way to bring in like DJs or like, but when I was thinking DJs, I was thinking in like old school, like they scratch vinyl and then you bring in like the hip hop heads and they, they just do free, like freestyle over the like old school, almost like cypher type stuff. And I had two different hip hop videos that we did. The first one went amazing because they got, they understood what we wanted to do and even though he wasn't technically scratching, he was able to make it look like he was because he had it all like electronically laid out, and he had like um, the the record tape or the tape turntables that were technically digital. But if he he could make them move and you know all that fun yeah. stuff, so he made it look like he knew what he was doing. And I'm sure he did, but for this, you know, it was all pre-recorded and rehearsed and whatnot. And then the second time we did it. The guy was like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what you want to do. He was setting up his laptop, and I was like, okay, so we're going to get a nice tight shot on this because he's going to be doing all these cool – or he's going to be doing his scratching and all that stuff. And uh, we had the hip the rapper that was going to be doing his stuff over here. And I'm not really paying attention to what the DJ is doing, but we get back into the editing bay, and I'm looking at the footage, and all he's doing is pressing the fucking space bar. And I'm like <laughs> – I'm sitting yep. there, I'm like, wait, what is going on here? And my buddy's like, I mean, I don't know what else to tell you, but. Look, man, you sometimes you just got to call them like you see them. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it, it is what it is. And I'm sure that that somebody out there is going to get butthurt and pissed off. Like, that's, that's, you know, you're not talking about real DJs. And in your defense, I'm not. Like, no. the dudes that, you know, like, uh, oh, my God, uh, I wish my drummer was was in chat with us because uh, mm-hmm. he could tell me. Who was the DJ in Beastie Boys? And I'm sorry that I even asked that. Well, I have the computer right here, so while we're talking, yes. I will look that up. Yes, I feel like such a poser for not just knowing that on hand. But, for example, uh, oh, my God, oh, I'm trying to think. That dude murders. Like, yeah. he is the truth you know mix master mike mix master mike i thought it was yep. mike yeah, yeah yeah like you know sid wilson a slipknot dude's fantastic yep. scratcher like i definitely respect the art because the reality of it is an art but i'm banging on your you know you've seen them you've yeah. dealt with them. you know what i'm talking about yeah yep i do i do but you know what Although your pocketbook may be a lot happier if you had gone through with the DJing, I'm sure you're quite happy doing the ghost dance band and just kind of doing what you're doing. So, Oh man, so much happier. Um, so at what point were you kind of having that internal struggle? Was that early on during your music career or was that kind of right before ghost dance band or where did that kind of play in? 
uh, you mean the whole do I play guitar or do I do I wiki yeah, wiki? Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> man, well, it was really, uh, it, it was really, I played guitar through high school. Like I, I started mm-hmm. really taking it serious in high school, and mm-hmm. and you know I'm fucking old, so I graduated in '03, but uh, I didn't know anybody. I had like one friend that I didn't see a whole lot that played guitar and had another friend that kind of goofed off more than anything else. And so nothing really productive came of it. And so, although I, I had, I had, you know, the itching in my, my little heart, I had no way to actually manifest it and make it something real. So yeah. the, uh, the DJ aspect was like, well, I can do this by myself. I can sit here and nerd out at my computer and I can bang this crap out and then I can upload it to SoundCloud or what have you. And, you know, and maybe if somebody throws a party, I can bring my little gear over and, you know, but, uh, luckily, luckily my life took a, took a really hard pivot. And whenever that happened, although it was kind of a, it was really big rough patch, honestly. I mean, it's, uh, I met everyone that I'm now currently in a band with, obviously, except my brother, which I've been stuck with his little bony ass, but (laughs) you know but uh yeah dude i dated a girl and this girl had a cousin as most humans do and we break up and i'm thinking okay well you know these people are you know they're voted off the island so I'll never see them again and one day lo and behold the cousin hits me up hey my husband is in a band and they need a guitar player mm-hmm. and um, i'm thinking okay well i've I've seen you nerd, so I'm not expecting much. Mm-hmm. And I, I go over to the house and we, all right, let's, let's do this little, let's do this little jam session. And I'm all cocky and arrogant and a little douchebag. And I walk in and these dudes are slaying it. Yeah. Like they're killing it. And I was just like, holy shit. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I got, I got real small, real quick. Like, oh, damn. Okay. But through that experience, you know, uh, breaking each other's balls and all that, they, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they invited me in and, you know, kind of music they mentored me and, and, and all that. And, you know, and I, I love those dudes and they're all a couple of years older than me. So I was, even though I'm their age, I'm still younger. So that means I'm the kid to them, you know, and it, it just, I just kind of felt uh, like I knew a good thing when I saw it. And I, and I knew that I was like, these guys are the last people I ever want to jam with. And if I ever, I'm going to find a home that will, you know, nourish what I'm trying to do and will help me grow and grow with me and that I can influence and vice versa. Like we, we have this, this chemistry that a million people that are in the music business are trying to find. Mm-hmm. And I just struck gold, man. And we did the metal thing. The metal thing kind of uh, evolved into the GDB thing. And here we are you know, five years later, you know, four, not counting COVID. And, yeah. you know, and I've, I've got to do things that I've only dreamed of doing whenever I was playing metal. So it's, it's been a crazy ride, man. Nice. Yeah. It, it like just the random nature in which the band kind of came together and it's pretty much, it's been the same lineup since you. Yeah. Uh, give or take about, 10 bass players <laughs> like you know we kind of had that we had that uh we kind of had the the bass the basement curse 
Mm-hmm. So we did go through our share of bass players. Gotcha. But I will say that the pool of people that we cycled through was all of our buddies that played bass within the scene. So it's mm-hmm. not like we were shipping people in from Austin or Dallas yeah. or Hillsborough or, or wherever. I mean, it was, yeah. you know, oh, well, well, are we talking to Ben today? Or are we talking to Scott? You know, are we talking yeah. to, you know, we're talking to, you know, Nathaniel or, you know, or, or who's going to do this this time. And so we kind of uh, got this revolving door of bass players. Yeah. But, um, GDB, you know, we, uh, we went through, we went through a couple and then we found our little, our little maestro James and he's been with us for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, nice. we just recently put him on paper. So he's, he's blooded in and part owner of the band now. So nice. That's what's up. Usually it, to me, usually it's like the drummer that always gets kind of cycled through for ba- like every band that I've ever seen. Anytime, like as far as like independent bands go, anytime I go, they always have a different drummer. It's like, oh, who's playing drums for you tonight? You know, it's, which is interesting and weird all in it in itself. But right, shit, so. not us, man. Like we we uh, Chris is anchored, you know. And yeah. and the thing about it is, is that we're all insecure musicians, even yeah. though we're all really like confident masculine dudes. But I mean, none of us want to get left behind. None of us want to miss out. None of us want to get replaced. And so yeah. we all like, we all dig our roots in real deep. Like, yeah. I'm not going anywhere, <laughs> you know? So even though, we're, even though every time we get pissed, I'm quitting this damn band, da, 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 you know, but, uh, you know, but it's all just bullshit. Yeah. But it, like I said, dude, we're, man, we're, just a we're a family dude for sure nice. we're, we're, you know we're, we're locked in and I, I wouldn't want to do it with anybody else like yeah. if chris which is our drummer you know if he ever left it, it you know i mean we we talk about uh there's a million other musicians out there that are like better i mean yeah. i i can find i can tell you 10 guitar players that are buddies of mine that in my opinion shit all over me mm-hmm. you know i mean so there's definitely better people out there but i think that the vibe and the creativity and the spark that make us special are the members that we have. Mm-hmm. And I think if you took one element out, it just would not be the same. Mm-hmm. It, so. It's, it's that old added or I, for whatever reason, I was reminded of the um, major league, the, like the third off spin movie that they did where they went back to the minors. They made an infamous quote about, um, Sometimes you just have too much talent and not enough team. That's kind of what you're talking about here, which is a very weird thing to pop into my head, but yeah. <laughs> right. So, uh, no, that that's really cool that you, you're kind of aware that it's not all about talent. It's about the team that you build and the team chemistry and, or in your case, family chemistry, you know, just kind of, uh, building that family of yeah, we're not the best five musicians that ever lived, but we just play off each other, and you know we're able to create magic together. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, and I mean, and I'm and, and I'm and I'm definitely not over here trying to say that we, we suck or we're you yeah. know we're not any fucking good or nothing. I mean, yeah. you know, like let's not get it twisted. But what you know what I'm saying is that you know there there are there's educated learned. Mm-hmm. You know, musicians yeah. out there that are damn savants that go into these bands, and you're like, oh my god! Individually, these people are just um, all of yeah. them could be teaching music at Baylor, yet the product that they create 
is ass. Mm-hmm. The chemistry that they have together is ass. They don't go anywhere. They, yeah. you know, they, 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 they exist for a year, a year and a half, and then they break up, mm-hmm. you know, because with all of that savant level talent comes ego. And yep. one thing that GDB does not tolerate very long is fucking ego. Yeah. And I mean, you know, there, there's a buffer, there's a limit. We all have our moments where we kind of like, you know, kind of do our thing, but anytime it ever gets too bad, it gets squashed and everybody gets brought down to earth. So yeah, man, it's, it is, it is a crazy thing. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so where are you guys kind of at creatively? I know we talked prior to this that you're, you're all, or that you're kind of working on something where are you kind of at creatively right now, as far as like music goes. Well, we, let me see how I'm going to word this. Um, we're kind of in this rebranding slash rebirth phase mm-hmm. where whenever we, because the way that, and I, and I guess to understand who we are now and where we're going, you kind of have to have a little bit of backstory. So mm-hmm. I guess we hit that point where I give you the old, the old dream sequence flashback, yeah. but you know, you know, picture this, you know, the year was 2017. Yeah. Right? Well, um, the metal band was in the studio, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we were going to do a song. We were going to make our big push and, you know, we threw down, you know, big kid money for a big kid studio and we have mm-hmm. all these dreams and plans. Well, the whole time behind the scenes, Cody, my brother, was teaching himself little old cowboy chords on the acoustic. Yeah. Now, you know, now that's whatever. But what Cody's always been blessed at is writing. He's always been a mm-hmm. very gifted writer and, he, you know, um, very talented. He, he, he's a wordsmith for sure. Well, he hit us up and was like, hey, I've got a song that I wrote. Will y'all just be my studio band? I just want to say that I recorded a song and then I'll just go on about my business. We were mm-hmm. like, yeah, dude, for sure, man. Yeah. Well, uh, we heard the song that he had and we were like, holy shit, this is a really good song. Mm-hmm. Like for you to have written three songs in your life. This is a, this is a banger. Like, wow. Well, the crazy thing that made it scary was that this was so out of our element as musicians that it was completely uncharted waters. You know, Mm -hmm. we didn't really know how to slow down. We didn't really know how to not, you know, and, and so to tackle this, what we were just calling country at Mm -hmm. the time became this huge daunting undertaking because although, you know, uh, my family is a rodeo family. So me being Mm -hmm. the kind of metalhead black sheep that wanted nothing to do with it, you know, I always kind of, picked on it. I didn't really give it the respect that it deserves. And I ate my words wholeheartedly because I realized, you know, sounding easy and being easy are, it's just, it's very different, mm-hmm. you know, maybe not the best analogy, but you know, people, you listen to a, a country song and you're like, shit ain't hard. But it, then I'm like, okay, we'll write one, you know? And you're like, okay, well, Hmm. So we, we went to the studio, we, we banged our heads together. We, we molded over, you know, do we, do we try to write a twanky country song? But then we, you know, we were kind of like, wait a minute, that's not who we are. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to it. I have nothing to, to base myself off of. I have, 
you know, I mean, outside of like growing up of eighties and nineties country, like Dwight mm. Yoakam and, and stuff like that, I have no real point of reference for how to create that kind of music. Mm. So we were like, okay, boys, let's just change the guitar tone, but let's write a song the way that we would write it as if we were going to go out and headbang and smash. And that's what we did. I approached my, you know, my lead work like I would in an affinity song and mm. guitar, all of that. And what we got back was such a, it was such a spiritual experience because I, for the first time as a, as a musician, even though I've played some kind of cool shows in the metal world and all that, I've never felt validated. Mm-hmm. And I finally found, uh, felt validated, you know, and I think I speak for all the guys when we say this, that, wow, we, we just came together in harmony like boys to men mm-hmm. and laid down some shit that we probably should not have been able to do. And yeah. in that moment we were like, this is what we're doing now. Like, like, this is it. This is who we are. But in that first set of songs, we were all over the place. We, mm-hmm. we didn't know what we wanted to be. And one of us would talk about wanting to do something aggressive. And then the other one would be like, but we're a country band. You can't do that. And then the other would be like, it doesn't matter, bro. And da, 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 da. So we had this, this weird mixture. And if you listen to the Rituals EP, one song is really dark and moody. Mm-hmm. The next song is like a pop country song. One song is like a hippie weed smoking song. And then the next one is like a deep, powerful love song. And, and, and so it took us a while to find our voice. And, you know, people would always say promoters and, and, and manager, well, managers, yeah. you know, the people that are drunk at bars and I'll, you know, tell yeah. you, oh, stick with me, boys, straight to the top. Oh, just, oh, just y'all are the best thing here, blah, 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 blah. Well, they were like, but everybody came back with the same critique. We mm-hmm. don't know how to market you. We don't mm-hmm. know how to sell you. We don't know how to describe the music. It's eclectic. It's this melting pot. Yeah. Um, so we, in the studio two songs ago, came up with the term that we're Texas black dirt. Okay. Which is, you know, which if you know what red dirt is, and it, you know, obviously, but then you hear that black and yeah. you're in automatically, you can see the wheels in people's heads start turning to where they're making even if it's not really relevant to what we actually are, you can see that yeah. they're putting it together and they're creating this thing in their minds and they're all like, yeah, okay, you've got me, you've got me intrigued, you know, color me interested. Yeah. And so um, we definitely, once we kind of found that branding really kind of unified the direction, it really unified the ideas that we all had in terms of, uh, you know, what we really want to do and my belief is that rules don't exist laws don't exist everything is a human construct there is no box we can play whatever we want because it's our band and our music you know we're not on a major label we have no one to disappoint like any idea we have we should just run with it because why not because who cares you know Mm -hmm. i mean get hit by a truck tomorrow why have the regrets so, you know, so we uh, we went from a very pretty, glassy, smooth, um, acoustic, folky style EP mm-hmm. to a more aggressive rock kind of uh, alternative vibe 
to where now the new music, you know, we're dropped down to D standard and we might even go lower on some songs. And so everything is downshifted. And, you know, in our live show, we bring our metal elements where we're all headbanging together and we're seeing how low we can go and how hard we can sling our hair. And I mean, and, 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 you know, and we're really just creating this vibe of, you know, we just played you a song you can dance to and then click, Hmm. click, click, you know, and then it just heavy comes out. And so, you know, we're creating this, this, uh, we're trying to create a scene that people that, you know, like a little of this and a little of that mm-hmm. can find a home, you know, mm-hmm. that because it's, you know, because I've always said that with the way that the scene is, is going now and uh, the way things are, are kind of going in that pop punk direction and that more mm-hmm. kind of early 2000s, like radio rock direction, mm-hmm. you know, um, people want the energy of a, of a rock show. They want the energy of a metal show. They want mm. to say that they were there and which is yeah. kind of poserous, but I mean, you can't expect everybody to just headlong into like a cattle decapitation pit. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. Everyone's got limits. And, and from a business perspective, you have to look at it from marketability and accessibility. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, boys, we've got a cute ass little hippie front man with a little acoustic guitar doing his thing. Why not? have this like distorted heavy wall of sound that just comes through that Mm -hmm. so you've got somebody playing songs and singing in a way that is accessible and and understandable but you have the rock show behind it you've Mm -hmm. got the guitar players head banging and you've got the guitar throws and jumping off shit and running around and you know like spitting water at each other and jacking with each other and all that you know that 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 party vibe but you know you, you've got serious lyrics with uh deep you know artistic music mm-hmm. and yeah man it's 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 been working and nice. we have uh we've got big plans for for 2023 and i you know and i'm really excited to showcase the new new mm-hmm. you know so yeah dude it's it, it's been a trip man for sure nice to, to kind of reaffirm everything that you just said about oh having God. this having having this sound of that that's a very versatile sound that appeals to more casual listeners but still has the energy of a rock show I was at a music fe- or a music festival in Roswell New Mexico it was basically just an all-day concert um and the way the promoter lined it up was he had this like it it was they were a country band but they're a little bit hard like a little bit of harder rock country band like they didn't just play like Tennessee whiskey it was a little like they played a little bit harder stuff and like they had the ability to kind of jump back and forth into the softer and the harder stuff and there's people out there doing like the typical Texas dance hall like they're out there doing their dance hall spins and whatever it is as you can tell, I'm not from Texas, so I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know what I'm talking about. But then the next band up was like a heavy, not a heavy metal, but like a high intense hard rock is what they like to call themselves. Mm-hmm. And just like the same people that were out there doing their, not square dance, but like the te- like dance hall stuff. They were in, not in the pit, but because there wasn't a pit at the show, but they were like just there head banging. And so it was an interesting thing to kind of watch because I stood back and just kind of watched everything unfold. And the same people that were out there dancing or doing their country dances were in the 
in the crowd headbang into this hard, high-intensity rock band. It was kind of an interesting dynamic to see unfold. Yeah, bro. And but that's but that's the beauty of it, dude. Is that you know, like you, you can take your you know you you can take your uh, your hardest metalhead, mm-hmm. the breveries and all that. Don't stop believing comes on. They're singing it. Yep. You know, I mean, play a Mariah Carey song. Yeah. They're going to sing it. I mean, even yeah. if they're making fun of it, we all know we all there's no matter no matter how serious we take ourselves, we all have that part in us that just absorbs that sugary candy poppy music. Yep. Now, granted, I don't want us and I don't you know, I, I, I could never see us committing to that route of yeah. just because of where we are in, in, in the scene mm-hmm. and the people we surround ourselves with, yeah. like like we mentioned Dustin, which for those of you watching, uh, Dustin Brown, our, 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 our brother D bro. Yeah. Um, dude is a very soulful, very passionate, very serious songwriter, mm-hmm. you know? And when you're surrounded by, by talent like that, it, it does, it, it makes, you know, it, it, it's, it's friendly competition. Yeah. You know, like, like Dustin just can't, you know, he, he'll come out with a really, with a, with a song that's like, so emotional, yeah. <laughs> you know, because that, that, you know, he's a pretty intense, uh, entertainer, you know, um, uh, even though he's such a laid back, sweet, chill guy, you know, mm-hmm. but like, you know, his, his, his art is, is very, very gripping. Um, and, you know, and it just, it, it, you kind of, you are who you run with, you know, and it, and it all, it all keeps us wanting to be together and, you know the influence you know like like we you know we love that we we rub off influence on others and we and i love that other people rub off on us and you know and it just it just gives you this kind of sense of community that although we're all different we're all individuals like you can play a a d a, a d bro song and then you can mm-hmm. play a d song and you can 1000 percent be like this is dustin and this is ghost dance like yep. you know like like none of us in the scene are um, you know, and when I say the scene, I mean like our direct circle of friends, you know, mm-hmm. maybe not the entire Texas circuit, but yeah. our, you know, wolf pack, you know, it, nothing is, is, is cookie cutter in terms of, well, you can't tell this one from that one and that one from that one, which is a big problem in, in, in mainstream music as a whole. And that goes across all genres. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, man, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's it's cool. Yeah, it is. It's the the limited exposure that I have had to the text or like the I'm going to just call it the Central Texas music scene just for the, the sack yeah. or for the sake of the argument, because I could sit here and say, well, the Waco scene. No, the yeah. Central Texas music scene. Yeah. Just every like I talked to one person, they introduced me to somebody. It's like it's that that the six degrees of separation well it's like two degrees of separation here in central texas like i talked to one band it's like oh work with these guys and then they introduced me back to somebody i've already worked with it's right yeah, it, it's yeah. it's <laughs> it's a really cool scene i really enjoy being here and when i moved here three years or well, i guess it'll be three years in october so um right. when i moved here three years ago i wasn't quite sure i it kind of felt like i was going to get myself into a situation where there was gatekeepers 
And because like the original couple people I talked to, they're like, oh, yeah, just go through me. I'll introduce you to a whole bunch of people. And then they disappeared like within six months. Of me- well, I guess it was also the pandemic had something to do about it. But, oh, you well. know, okay, you know well. it, True. It, yeah. it, it, it's one of those things. But, you know, it was like, oh, yeah, stick with me. I'll, I'll introduce you to everybody. And yeah, we yeah, I, I got I made more headway just going to a show over here at Lakeside and it's like, Oh, Hey, you know, cool. So, yeah. And, and that's, you know, that's the way it works. And, you know, um, the gatekeepers, they are real. They are out there. It does exist. I mean, you know, we talk about the, in, uh, in, in GDB, you know, yeah. we talk about the, the imaginary make believe Illuminati fraternity that exists, you know, like you gotta be in the fraternity dude. Like, you know, so, I mean, it, it all that is out there, but, the best way, and you've already got it figured out because you know you're out there doing it. Just get up, go to the show, go where mm-hmm. the go where the scene is, go where the music is, go where the people are that you want to be around. You know, and yep. just just be a fucking cool guy. Yep. You know, just shake hands, buy beers, and just shoot the shit, and just you know be a good hang, and then you will be welcomed in. Yep. And, you know, and, and then opportunities present themselves to you. You don't have to go out and you know bootlick or, or beg or you know like a lot of people out there do you know yeah. and, and and it's it's just it's just ultimately it's just it's always a better way to go yeah so it's, sure. it's cool man that you that you you figure that out that quickly you know yeah because well, on, on a oh, i'm sorry no you're fine i was gonna so, say because I, I could usually sniff out the bullshit pretty quickly yeah. so yeah it it's not hard to see who's really out there with pure intentions or who's just out there trying to grab clout for themselves. It's pretty easy to pick up on. So at least for me. So, you know, and, and and I've, I've, I've I've dropped little nuances, you know, throughout this and, you know, cause I'm not going to go into like deep detail and out anybody or or do anything specifically. I mean, I would never, but we've had many shows where, And, you know, not that we haven't had bad shows where stuff goes wrong. I mean, we've, d- d- God, yes, we have, you know, uh, oh my God. But you've had, you had those nights where you're touched by the gods and everything is just perfect. You mm-hmm. can't go wrong. Oh, I want to, I want to, I want to try something improv real quick. Boom. It's just perfect. Yep. You know, and then you get off stage and the energy is there. The crowd is there. And of course the people that want to talk to you are there and it's, oh my God, you know, like I, you know, kind of said a few minutes back, like, I, I, I do this and I do that and I know these people and here's my information. I will do this and I'll make this. And then they sober up the next day and you never hear from these people ever again. Yeah. You know, or you, uh, you know, you fire off a text like, Hey dude, it's been, it's been four months. Like, uh, you got anything, you got anything you want to throw away or you got any kind of update or yeah. dot, 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 delete, dot, 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 delete, delete. you know, cause it's yeah. like, yeah, so yep. dude, yep. I, I, I feel you. Yep. Uh, speaking of shows, uh, w- w- how often are you guys playing right now? Obviously, you kind of mentioned that you're not quite as spread out as you used to be, but how often are you all playing shows? Well, um, we, I think we played close to like seventy shows, sixty, mm. seventy shows in twenty nineteen. Okay. And then, of course, the pandemic happened, and oh my god. And it seems like a lifetime ago, but it also seems like yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, we, we still have this, like, PTSD, you know, like, pandemic is like an F word to us. Yep. So, 
we had to obviously we we along with everybody else that that does this we had to claw and climb our way out of the mud because you know when everything reopened oversaturation over oversaturation and just mm. you know and the bands that are used to going out and getting a paycheck now they have to play for anything because yeah. everybody that wants to play for free or, or or whatever will and so every you know i mean so it was just this everybody kind of had to start over mm-hmm. so we you know we got off to a slow start in 2021 whenever things kind of kicked back kicked back open and um 2022 could have been more but we 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 made the business decision to sort of downshift live mm-hmm. shows to give ourselves opportunity to be creative mm-hmm. um to go to the studio to 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 write to kind of um work on the rebranding um which I shouldn't really say rebranding that that's misleading I would say the evolution the next yeah. the next step in who we are you know yeah. not you know, but, um, uh, but, you know, we, we, we needed to give ourselves time to do that. Mm-hmm. So I think that this year we've, I, I don't know, man, we've played, probably played 20, 30 shows this year, okay. which I mean, isn't what I like, but I understand why we did what we did. Mm-hmm. Because now we have, you know, we've got, you know, two or three songs that we have recorded and we, we have, you know, video and we, we have things that, whenever you're playing every weekend and sometimes middle of the week, you know, acoustically every now and then, like you get busy and you realize mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, that, wow. Okay. Like I'm not doing this Monday through Monday through Monday, but damn dude, like sometimes you need a weekend. Like yeah, it's, it's shit takes time, you know? And yeah. well, we can't go to the studio this month shows. Well, what about next month shows? What about the yeah. one for that? shows shows so you know so so giving ourselves that break although uh you know it it always creates anxiety when i'm not Mm -hmm. playing like i uh, i get that i just just get that nervous energy just you know because uh we might schedule a weekend where only a few of us go down there for one specific thing like Mm -hmm. we're gonna track uh rhythm demos for a few of our covers so all we need is drums and bass and acoustic. So three of us will go down there and the other two will goof off or go, you know, do dad things or, or, Mm. you know, real life stuff or whatever. So, you know, having downtime, like it sucks, but I'm glad that it's, that it's happening. I'm glad that we we did it because, uh, you know, like I've said, uh, uh, we're going to hit 2023 pretty hard. Yeah. And we already have a lot of stuff lined up for next year. So Mm. I I am excited, but Yeah, dude, it's just been a, it's just just been a, like a breather. Yeah. That's not forced by mandate, you know. It's one of those things where if you know you've got big things coming, like it's not even in the works anymore, like it's, well, I'm going to say guaranteed as much as a guarantee can be anymore. Um, Sometimes you just need to like take a minute and mentally prepare yourself for the onslaught of craziness that's about to happen because you know over the course of 2023 you probably won't have this like if you wanted to take a weekend to go take your family to uh, Austin or you know like wherever just take a weekend trip somewhere 2023 is coming around you may not be able to do that next year because oh yeah well yeah. 
Well, man, we uh, speaking of getting to go and do, oh man, talk about commitment and sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, our drummer has to leave his brother's bachelor party. You know, oh, that's yeah. a that's a major mm-hmm. life experience, and he's 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 bailing so we can go play a show this Saturday. You oh, know? you guys are I mean, playing in uh, Lampasas, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We're at Putters and Gutters, and we're opening for Lowdown Drifters. Mm-hmm. Which um, I didn't know that I knew them because I didn't recognize the name. Yeah. But I pulled up some of their YouTube stuff, and I was like, I have one thousand percent heard this song. I know yeah. who these guys are now. So yeah. it's it's cool, man. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm I'm excited to meet those guys. And nice. Butters and Gutters is a really cool spot. Yeah, I was but, uh, at, before uh, before I jumped on here, I was just running through your uh, Facebook page, and I saw that show, and I was like. Man, I'm supposed to be going to Austin on Saturday, but the show I'm going to, it's they're doing like a festival or something down there, and there's a couple of bands there that I've worked with through the pandemic as far as like having them on the podcast, and I wanted to go see them play. Yeah. And they're playing like early, mid-afternoon, and in my brain, I'm like, Land Passes isn't too far out of the way on my way back to Waco. So maybe I should just make a detour. Yeah, I won't be able to stay the entire time, but might Bro. make for a fun little uh, Saturday dude. excursion. So. Oh, dude, yeah, man, you, yeah, man, we'll, we'll we'll get you in if you if you want to show up. We play a eight to nine. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know where that falls with your your travel and, and your your plans, but dude, we'd love to have yeah. you. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where, and then it was at a it's at a bowling alley, right? Yeah, or. Is that kind of what putters gutters? Dude, it yes and no. Like okay. uh, the stage is the stage is uh, uh, the the music area is 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 at like this covered pavilion outdoor, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's big, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's I mean, it's it's a really big place. But then on the inside, it's this massive bowling alley and this massive arcade. Okay. So, like it's it's like this uh it's like this triple experience so and it's cool man because people can not know that a band will be there yep they'll go out and bowl and they're done bowling well let's pack up and go home and they walk outside and look over and there's a band and they're like oh damn cool so let's drink some more bro yeah let's drink you know yeah Yeah. so it's 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 a really cool spot man we've uh we've been there a couple of times and it's always fun nice yeah all right I'll keep you in the loop on that one and let you know kind of what the plan is. But oh, dude, straight it, up. Yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, I, I was planning on going to Austin to uh, go check out this fest or the uh, the fair or whatever. It's like Peachtree Fair. I don't know what it is, but um, and my my buddy I work with, I work for uh, the ABC affiliate here in town. And he's like, hey, I got a shoot in Colleen Saturday morning if you want to meet me and kind of tag team this thing before you go to Austin. And I'm like, all right. So now it's just kind of like that Saturday. It's just kind of becoming a whole thing for me, which is kind of funny and interesting at the same time. So Right on. That's sweet, but, man. Uh, yeah. So, no, that's cool that, you get, that you're getting out there doing shows and you're still, like, you're kind of taking it easy. I kind of feel like, 2022's been like that for a lot of musicians like they're not slowing the grind but they're they know 2022 wasn't as big as it could have been and yeah. 2023 is just going to be this year of 
epic proportions for a lot of people. So. Oh yeah. Well, you know, well, we just we just think about it like uh like an overflow, man. Like mm-hmm. like like the you know the pandemic shit just spilled over. You know, and then although yes, things were open, like I said, there was just this wave mm-hmm. of oversaturation, and and 2021 got booked up so fast that really, yeah. 2022 was booked up before 2021 even was half over. Yeah. So I mean, like I said, dude, like like I mean, we're still even though the world is mostly back to normal, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, we're still very much on the last tail end of just mm-hmm. the yeah. the massive influx of you know everybody getting hit and and stacked up yeah so it, it's yeah dude it's been it's been an experience for sure yeah so you know we uh we just try to make the best use of our time and it's like okay well let's take a break you know yeah. on, on on shows and let's let's hammer out this creativity and that way we can come back out and remake a statement in 23 for sure for sure and then uh while we're on this track uh we talked about it a little bit before about um down or in a jam down by the i always mess up the name of the festival but in a jam down by the river which is a festival that was started by dustin we've talked about him um during the pandemic i he was telling me the whole story about it about uh 2020 he just kind of wanted a place for people to go play music and just kind of get a show out there and then last year it just kind of ended up turning into a thing that you know, had to keep coming back. I was just like, cool, we need to be a part of this. So uh, how did you get involved? Was it just one of those things where Dustin reached out to you or how did you get involved with the festival? Uh, Dustin hit us up directly and was like, yeah. hey, I want to do this. You know, you, would you guys want to? And mm-hmm. of course, obviously, it's like, you know, we told him like, this isn't about money. Don't worry about paying us. Like if, yeah. if, if everybody comes away with a little bit of something cool, like I think the last two years, we've just donated our cut back Mm-hmm. we just keep it you know um mm-hmm. and and just because it's it's our way of of uh of just making it bigger and so far i think the tactic's been working because mm-hmm. every year dude it's it's just growing and growing mm-hmm. and like i, I really do want to brag on the guy man i mean he yeah. had a vision and he because one does not simply create a music festival no. you know what i mean like yeah. that bro yet this cat did it and he did it well and he did it right and and i want to say that there was oh man uh i'll just ballpark 40 50 people involved that were performing Mm -hmm. you know and and yet the schedule was relatively on point and the the the, you know the the changeover was on point i mean and like we we got through it all and it 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 happened you know Mm -hmm. And, and anybody that's ever try to be an event planner or, uh, or, or something like that un- that yeah. understands the inner workings and the mechanisms of dealing with that many fucking people. Yeah. Like on top of, uh, you know, technical difficulties and all that, like yep. knows that th- it's not a small undertaking at all. It's daunting. So the fact that it's became what it's became is so, uh, inspiring to us because it's become something that now like we look forward to it. Like mm-hmm. we're going to be, we're going to be butthurt the year that we don't get asked to go, you know, and then we're just going to show up. <laughs> but, uh, like it just gets bigger every year, man. And the damn yeah. quails are going to be there yeah. this year, which yeah. I mean, they're killer. So like in, in a couple of years, who knows where it can be. Oh, and it's the, 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 uh, the best way to go about it is just 
for people that have an inkling of interest in live music and the scene to just really just get off their asses and show up and just go because, Mm -hmm. because, you know, if you hate 80% of the bands that are there, you're going to fall in love with that 20 and that 20% is going to, is going to speak to you. And you know, it's, it's going to, you're going to walk away finding something that you didn't know was there when you got there. And that's the beauty of it all, man. And everybody's just throwing down and slamming brews and having a good time. So what I really, from what I've seen of everything, it seems like it's a real musicians music festival. Like even after the shows have wrapped or like the sets have wrapped for the night, you can correct me if I'm wrong because I wasn't able to make it last year like I originally wanted to, but it just seems like there's always music no matter what time of day it is. Oh, yeah. It's, it, that's when the campsites kick yeah. off. Yep. And anybody that's, you know, I haven't gotten to go to LJT, uh, but Co- Cody's been a bunch, and I believe mm-hmm. Chris has been a few times. After everything is done, it's campsite acoustics, mm-hmm. and, the, and the bands that are out there playing – everybody's milling around and, and intermingling and, you know, this guy's playing a song and that guy's playing a song and all this networking is happening. And it's just this really good time vibe. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, that's, you know, jammed down by the river. That's the same thing. I mean, whenever it's over, it's really not over. It's yeah. the work is done. Now everybody gets to have fun. Yeah. You know? Hey. So yeah, man, it's awesome, dude. Like they'll people, you know, cover each other's songs and jump in on stuff and, everybody that you know would normally never get to perform together like it's just a big mix them up and it's it's awesome yeah it's I, I can't wait like i have it the dates circled on my calendar i put the days off in at work like three months ago i was like i need these days off i'm not missing it this year because i think I, i've heard stories of like the first year because I understood the intent from Dustin was it was just kind of originally going to be like a one-off thing that he did. And then when he brought it back last year, I was like, oh, this might actually be a thing. Mm-hmm. And then this year it's like, no, I'm not missing it because I, I don't want to be the guy that misses that thing that could be something very special for many years to come. So. Oh yeah, dude, for, for sure, man. And everybody that's been involved is it's so near and dear to our hearts to be a part of it just mm-hmm. because we see, we see the potential and also not anyone can just go hop on LJT. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, we talk about those gatekeepers and you know, the uh, Illuminati fraternity that you've got to be a part of to, to, you know, to be in that world. And, and, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, that one day we may not make our way onto those stages and into those circles and, and into that world. Cause that's, I mean, ultimately that is the goal, you know, I mean, we're, mm-hmm. we're trying to do it and do it big like everybody else. Mm-hmm. But even if we go and we get to do that and we get to experience that in the grand scheme of it, we're just a band on the bill player. So go on, yeah. go just we whatever, whatever you do is like, whatever. Whereas jammed down by the river, like, that's our people, mm-hmm. you know, like, 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 it's not just show up, play, leave. Like, I mean, Dustin's like our boy, you know, like he's mm-hmm. our, sixth, you know, unofficial sixth member, you yeah. know, so to speak. So, you know, so we're always going to have more, uh, more attachment and, and more, um, uh, mm-hmm. desire to see it succeed. Yeah. Being so everything being so close to home, you know, so yeah, dude, you can't, 
hell, man, we could have a whole other podcast just talking about that. Like, it's yeah. just, it, it's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, and, I can't wait. You know, it's kind of funny. We had him, we, I had Dustin in the apartment a couple of weeks ago. We did a, a different style podcast and we were talking about, or we were talking about what we as Live and Amplified could do there because usually when we go to these festivals, obviously this is a completely different situation because we know the promote we know dustin and it's not like we're just coming in for some stranger but usually for festivals it's like you've got to follow certain guidelines you got to do this do that and you can't really do anything else and dustin's like dude you do whatever you want to do i don't care and i'm like wait that's it it's lawless it's lawless (laughs) baby and I'm sitting here. I'm like, and in my head, I'm like, there's a million things that I want to do, but w- like, because I don't want to disrupt the show. Like, I don't want to take away from the show or the experience. So in my head, it's just kind of like, all right, what can we do? What can we do to enhance the show? Because I'd love to be invited back next year and be like, hey, that thing you did last year, let's make it a part of the festival. You know, whatever it is. But that's just. Dude, I'm telling you, man. Even if you. Like, even if for the two days you, <clears throat> excuse me, you did just like a, like a, like a, like a five to 10 minute interview with people about to perform or just performed mm-hmm. by the end of the week and your, your voice is going to be gone. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to do so much talking and there's going to be so much content to where, yeah. dude, really the sky's the limit, man. Yeah. I mean, and like Dustin says, it's, I mean, it's. It's safe, like no, like I, I haven't heard of a single like fight or altercation. Yeah. I haven't heard of one person being like, uh, you know, um, arrested or mm-hmm. you know. I mean, it's so it's it's lawless. You can do what you want, but it's a very hippie it's mindset right. that everyone's yeah. looking out for each other and everyone's you know there to have a good time and yeah. you know. So it's because I know that it can be misconstrued. You know, whenever you say those those buzzwords mm. like that, but yeah, man, I mean, you, you can do go nuts, yeah. like fuck, man, and it, and also it's it's a perfect opportunity to try something new mm-hmm. that even if as a whole it doesn't work out, one piece of it might have worked out that you yep. can build off of for next time, you know? Yeah, for sure. And we're definitely looking at different things to do, and it's just one of those things where it's like I got to make sure my guys are in place and able to make it because obviously they've all got their own situations and jobs and families and it's not whereas for me if i want to take off two weeks in a row yeah it's going to suck because i'm not going to be able to work for those two weeks but i can do it whereas if they if i try and get them to do it it's like oh yeah we can't so you're not you're not tethered to those those damn families yeah i'm not i'm not tethered down to family's responsibility or any of that stuff so yeah. Um, but you know, that's the lifestyle I chose at this point in my life. So, um, no, that's cool. We're really excited about it and, uh, uh you know, we'll be there. It's going to happen. So, uh, j- just kind of moving forward, ghost dance band, you, you've got the show this weekend, you've got in a jam down by the river. You're kind of out there working and just kind of geared up for 2023. And are you, are well, you're working on stuff, but have you, are you like, what would be the next ideal step as far as like releasing music? Are you thinking just singles at this point or 
albums or where's your kind of mindset at? Oh man. Uh, <clears throat> well, we, our second, our second EP is called Erie street. And, and that was kind of the first step in the new direction. Um, mm-hmm. In my mind, in my own biased opinion, I think that EP is a fucking masterpiece. I mm-hmm. love it. I adore it. I love everything about it. Um, but we released everything all at once. Yeah. And we released it a week before the world shut down. So, you know, now granted, nobody could have predicted that was going to happen mm-hmm. the year prior. But interesting analytics and data came from that like we learned okay well it was cool to get it all out there but people will burn through the content if you give everybody everything all at once Mm -hmm. you've got nothing and you have nothing else planned you know or in this case you you're not allowed to go leave the house to go and and do you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so now we're just uh I think we're going to stick, we're going to stick with singles at this, at this point. And then as the singles begin to build up and add up and stack up, condense all of that to a record or an EP yeah. or, you know, um, we, uh, you know, we're kind of, you know, we're kind of throwing around code names for a few of the songs. And it like, you know, like, uh, I've been, I like me personally, I've been calling, uh, the, the, I guess the unwritten third EP, I've been calling them ghost stories. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, and that's that's just a code name that we say just for a point of reference. Um, you know, who knows what it'll end up being? But to me, I was like, dude, that's fucking awesome. And it's yeah. it's, the, it's a collection of songs that are all kind of different. Like the word GDB, ghost stories. Yeah, but um, our next single is a Tickophobia, and I believe it is. Pull up my. It is releasing October seventh. Okay. So that will be, so that that'll be a full streaming release. Um, mm-hmm. And then the music video for it, which we haven't technically announced exists. Yeah. We're going to tease uh, for two more weeks and then release that probably on the 21st. Nice. So, uh, so we have, we, uh, we have a, a spreadsheet and a structure worked out where um we have content scheduled to release through mm-hmm. as of now march of 2023 oh wow so, nice yeah so um you know we even have this really random we call it the 8-bit ep where we took all of our songs and turned them into like 8-bit nintendo music nice that's and awesome that's... we're fucking throwing we're releasing it. it it's gonna be a thing and it's you know there's no rhyme or reason because like i said man like what does it matter? There's no yeah. rules to this. Do what you want to do. Yeah. You, you know? don't have anybody to answer to. And that's the exactly. best part. You know, and because when the day comes that you've got somebody that, you know, you might've met once that says, Oh, well I saw y'all's flyer and that's not going to work. Or, yeah. you know, we, we heard this idea we're not going to pass that, you know, then, I mean, that's, I, you know, I, I want to say that we did everything that we ever wanted to do, mm-hmm. but, you know, and so far, man, like we're working on a video game that I'm working on about nice. the band and it's a full ass rpg nice <laughs> and i've been working on it for two years and it's hard and it's taxing but it exists and nice. that's where the the 8-bit ep idea even stemmed from yeah. was we were like hey i've got this game we need music so james you know the little maestro <clears throat> built it made it happen nice. so and, you know i mean so 
really, <clears throat> really uh, uh, throwing everything out there and seeing what mm -hmm. sticks and just giving people content before somebody else does it. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, we were a band for a for two years and went on a tour and we made a documentary about that tour. Nice. You know, like most people don't do that. They wait until yeah. they're signed and have a million fans. Not us. We were like, no, we're making a documentary. Yeah. And it's the funniest, goofiest thing I think I've ever seen. Nice. <clears throat> but we did we did that once. We followed a there was a punk band uh, that it was like, hey, you you want to do a documentary? It was uh they were the it was uh them going on tour and like the last show was this big first ever uh, weed comic book convention because it was the uh, uh, weekend that Nevada uh, w went full wreck. Oh, nice. And so it was like, okay, we'll do that. And then at the end of the documentary, or at the end of the shoot, like we were the last day, we were getting ready to depart, and the band broke up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, <laughs> at, least, at least they had something to numb the pain, I guess, of that loss. <laughs> yeah, and so we're like, okay, well, I mean, I guess that's a way to end this thing. And I get home, I start editing the thing, and I get a call from their drummer. He's like, yeah, I, I come off like an asshole in all of this, so if you release any of this, I'm going to sue the hell out of you. And I'm like, well, I've got an in, or I've got a little sheet here that says you're not going to sue me. He's like, but I am. And I'm like, okay. And then we had two more people do the exact same thing, and I'm like, all right, I'll give it a couple of years, but the documentary, <laughs> I still have all the footage. It's going to get released. I'm putting it on notice. So, Well, you know, <clears throat> nothing says you're punk rock. <clears throat> like threatening with lawyers and you know like yeah okay conform yeah. me yep yeah, it, it's it's wild but no yeah. like the fact that you're working on a video game and doing like all these different things to kind of make yourself stand out is really cool and you know i've seen a few different bands do similar things not so much the video game aspect but there's a band we worked with that they're working on a graphic novel yeah, about their band and like they have their own tarot cards and like all these really cool things that they do and so like watching bands build up this brand like i'm gonna just call it a brand because that's essentially what, well, that's it, what is. it is yeah. and you know just kind of lean into it and you know just make it a whole universe it's really cool and really smart for a lot of these bands to be doing this so well fuck yeah man well <clears throat> it just adds to the uh like people ask us and i'm really surprised you haven't asked us i'm actually kind of relieved <clears throat> but everybody goes ghost dance band the name where'd it come from and we've been asked by 200 people and we've given 200 different answers yeah. like we we say something different every time we were on the radio we uh uh 95.9 the ranch up mm -hmm. in uh, dallas well mm -hmm. we did the uh we, we put one of our songs on the local music showdown and we ended up winning it was like a five-week yeah. stress like text your ex-girlfriend and your parents and vote for me please and you know it's all that groveling yeah. shit well we yeah. ended up winning and uh <clears throat> we got to go on and, and, and do a, an interview in the, at the station and we recorded a, a couple of acoustic videos nice a few of the songs and yeah man like the guy asked me he goes so the name ghost dance band uh what can you tell me about it? that's kind of unique well, what's all that about yeah and my brother went on like a six minute rant about aliens and the desert and snails and indigenous, like indigenous 
Oklahoma Indians. And I like, <laughs> and the dude was like, like you could hear him like sigh into the microphone. And like he forgot we were like, even like live on air. And he was like, so there you have it, Ghost Dance Band. And, <laughs> and we walked away and we were like, and that shit right there is like, we're never going to get signed. Because we yep. <laughs> you have these moments and you're supposed to be serious and we just fucking goof off and we don't take it serious. But God, dude, we still laugh about that. Yeah. I like, I mean, I used to ask a lot of bands about where their name came from, but then I started realizing a lot of these stories aren't that interesting. Just because it's like, you know, it, sometimes like sometimes if it's if the name really means something to them, like you'll be able to tell relatively quickly. But for most bands, it's just a name. Like that's yeah. literally all it is. And so I just kind of stopped asking. It's, yeah, you know, especially like if your band includes your name and yeah. does, like, yeah. like what are you really supposed to say? Well, it's Weston and the band because I'm. I'm Weston. Yeah. And they're they're the band. Yeah. So you know, and then you've got that awkward like, oh, okay. Yeah. Because it's yeah. like it's so hard to come off as like a creative artist with all these visions and and then you get some you give some lame ass like you know, like yeah. boring story for the whole, you know, methodology of your your brand as a band. So it's yeah, it's I I get it. But we just yeah. hit the point where we're like, dude, let's just fuck with people. It's yeah. so much more fun. Yeah. It's you know, it's it like when the whole band is in on it and you know like doing interviews i understand that a lot of people get a lot of the same questions it's especially if you're out doing like a radio tour or trying to promote a upcoming single album whatever it is and you you do your due diligence and line up a whole bunch of interview or press or whatever you're going to get a good portion of the same questions so yes, me doing the podcast, I understand there's certain questions I need to ask for it to be of some value for the band. But after that, it's just kind of like, all right, I want to talk to you. Like, I just want to, you know, let, let's figure it out. Let's, you know, the conversation will flow naturally and we'll right. get there. And right. shoehorning a, a question in about, oh, what, how did you come up with the name of the band? It's just like, yeah, cool. Dude, we and I, and I respect that so much because yeah. we've done some shows where there's just no, like I'm a pretty kind of a cartoony type of guy mm -hmm. naturally, you know, I mean, I don't really, cause, cause you know, I mean, truth be told and, and anybody that says different is full of shit and mm -hmm. I will personally call you out on it. Whenever you're on stage and you're doing your thing, it might be the version of you that you wish you were, Mm. all the time it might be the version of you that you think is the most marketable and sellable for the music but everybody becomes a character everybody yeah. like if you're 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 in a video game and you're the dude you know you're the store you're the star of your own movie so mm. everybody kind of switches into that mode you know and so you know like uh being able, being able to do that is so <laughs> like it's 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 you're, you're true to yourself but i mean you you were also you're also not taking yourself too seriously like mm -hmm. you're in on the joke as well yeah but um you know but it in the grand scheme helps it helps the, the art and the branding and you know and, and tying it all together 
So, I mean, everyone does it. Not everybody owns it. I mm. mean, you know, I don't, I don't change all that much, but you know, I, I definitely do, you know, kind of put on the stick, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, it just, uh, I think it's just kind of a necessity and, yeah. you know, and, and it's cool for, you know, for, for, you know, podcasts and stuff like that, like, like, like you guys to acknowledge it and to, to run with it because, you know, I guess, uh, not going to lie to you, I totally lost my train of thought in like a stoner moment, but it came back. <laughs> so good. We're back on track. That ADD is yeah. reeled in. So we've done podcasts where the, um, the guy doing it was so dreary and yeah. like emotionless and life. The song is three and a half minutes long. Did you think that four wasn't enough? Did you just not have enough words? And we're like, so I don't, I mean, it's like, it, it just, even though like you want to have this good time and put your best foot forward, like some people are just emotional vampires and can just Colin Robinson, you damn near unconscious. Yeah. And so like shit like this all day, so much fun. Yeah. Actually, it's kind of funny because so I was out in Roswell, New Mexico. That's where the, the music festival was at a couple of weeks ago. And there was this young band that everybody kept telling me that we needed to have on the podcast. I was like, okay, I'll give them a shot. You know, we're all about giving young bands a shot. And they came on and we're, we've already been going for like 40 minutes strong. And the leads, I think he was the lead singer. I'm not hundred percent sure he comes in and he's like, yeah. And if you want, we could jump into like why we or like the, the, the meaning behind every song and why we placed it where it was. And I was like, I, I called them straight out on the podcast. I was like, dude, we're not that deep. I don't care why Rabbit Foot is number three <laughs> number three on the track list. It's there because, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, I'm sure you have a reason, but to me, that's just where it fits, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's kind of funny when that stuff just kind of unfolds. It's like, we're not that deep here. Like, I'll ask you good questions, but... Well, man, oh, yeah, like, yeah. It's, oh, it's, I don't know who, I'd have to Google it. I don't know who said it. I, I, I believe it was an author and mm-hmm. it was somebody that, um, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to end up after the podcast. If we do, we keep talking, I'll Google it and I'll let you know, but um, people were like trying to decipher like hotel California style yeah. where dissect every line, every word. What is yep. the deeper mean? What is it really? And somebody asked him, why are the curtains red? What's the symbolism? And the guy goes, because the curtains are fucking red. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, I, like there, yeah. there is no mystique behind why the curtains are red. They simply just are red. Yeah. And, I Going through film school, I went through all that. Like I went to like a straight artsy film school where nice. they thought everything had a meaning. And one of the first films I ever made, I think there was a situation where there was like a conversation between two people and I, the curtains or the drapes or the whatever behind them were red. And the teacher asked me, Oh, that was an interesting style choice. Why did you make the curtains red there? And I'm like, because they were on sale. And he's like, Oh, well, I mean, the argument red is such a fun. Yeah. He broke it down. I'm like, at the end of the day, it was on sale. It was three ninety nine at Walmart. Whereas if I wanted to get the black ones, it was seven nine. You know, like whatever it was. Yep. Yeah. So. Some that's so funny that you have a red curtain story. 
that is yeah. blowing my mind. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Dude, it's... It's sometimes it's better to just sometimes sometimes it's better to just have unanswered questions. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, give some room to think. Give some room to just imagine and you know come up with your own devices as to why things are. Yeah. And, and you know, and it's funny because the more artistic some people try to come off and and be perceived as, they overanalyze them themselves sterile. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, well, you're really not that artistic because I can get the literal interpretation for everything you've ever done. Yeah. You know, I mean, so, ugh. but that ain't yeah. us though. Dude. Like we yeah. love, we, we exist in metaphors. Nice. So, uh, you know, everything's metaphorical, you know, we have stories within stories and you know, what it means to us doesn't mean to other people and vice versa. Yeah. And, okay. Like uh, nice. our song "Perfect Night" with like our really like poppy, mm-hmm. pop country song, um, it's either, oh my god, it's it's either it's either "Perfect Night" or "Dreamcatcher." It's one of them, but mm-hmm. it's a really happy, positive, uplifty song. One of my buddies, he was probably high at the time when he when he sent the message. <laughs> but he was like, "Bro," and I'll I'll call it I'll call it I'll call it "Perfect Night" just for the sake of it, but it could yeah. be the other one. It's just been a while. Yeah. Um, he says. So you know, Perfect Notch really about a serial killer, right? And we were like, "What?" And he was like, "Yeah, read the lyrics, but think of it in terms of like you're stalking these women and you're murdering them and you're dragging them through the woods." And I was like, "Okay, that is first off, you need some therapy, but second off, <laughs> that's pretty metal. So that's pretty that's pretty awesome." Uh, but yeah, dude. So it's it's crazy, man. That like it doesn't matter what it is. It, you know, if you, if you leave enough room, dude, people are gonna make of it what they will. Yeah. And we've had people tweet the lyrics or uh, uh, tag us on Instagram because it's like, you know, uh, uh, one of the lines is like feet floating like feathers. We're lost mm-hmm. in these woods together. You yeah. know, and it's like, and it's like their proposal picture because it's to them they're like, yeah, we're lost in these love. My buddy was like, yeah, feet floating like feathers because she's like dangling from like a meat hook and like we're in these woods together because I'm abducted in the woods and that's her soul leaving your body. And I was like, oh my God. So, dude, dude. What? <laughs> Bro, First... I know. I know. The people the people I spend time with, man. That's, that's... <laughs> but... So, there's one thing I wanted to talk to you about really quick before we kind of wrap all this up. I saw on the GDB page that you just, or that you shared the, um, the, uh, Taylor Hawkins filling in for his father, that, that whole video. And I just recently watched that. I think it was actually yesterday. I'd watched it. What did you think of that video? What, what, like as a musician yourself and what did you kind of think of that? The whole experience, like from, yeah. what did you think of that video? Man, oh, dude, I'll, I'll try to I'll try to talk quickly because mm-hmm. I feel like I've kept you on so long. But um, not a problem there. <laughs> oh, we're the band you have to tell to shut up. Like, oh, that's... but uh, no, but I have. It's bittersweet. It's a very mm-hmm. bittersweet experience because some of the best performances and best, most memorable shows that I've seen are mm. tribute shows the chester mm. bennington tribute show was beautiful the the mitch locker suicide silence tribute show was beautiful mm. you know the wayne static one was a train wreck but at least it happened yeah. but i mean um you know and and then taylor's was beautiful mm. and so 
whenever you have this um this uh hive mind collective mm-hmm. of fans and fellow musicians that are all you know locked in on the memory of one person that's no longer with us and you're you're celebrating this person's life work it no i mean foo fighters have played a billion shows and they're all awesome mm-hmm. that will probably be their greatest performance ever yeah. that that will be the one that they will remember above all others. And because not only that, because it becomes bigger than the band themselves. It's mm-hmm. not about just the five or six or seven of them in the band. Taylor's son came out and, and, and played drums. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you're looking at him and you see a little Taylor. Yeah. So you see like that, you know, not necessarily reincarnation, but you see that next chapter that mm-hmm. he's gone, but a piece of him is still very much here. Yeah. Because we saw, you know, and so, you know, and me as a dad, you know, and my daughter's in drum lessons mm-hmm. and, and wants to be a drummer. So, uh, you know, on, on a parental vibe, I, I, it was very touching for me and, and mm-hmm. I got choked up as soon as it kicked off. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, it just, it was just, man, it was amazing. You know, yeah. and, and you say you, you know, you, you love watching it and, and you love seeing it, but the bittersweet is somebody has to go yeah. for it to happen. And I, you know, and I'm sure any of those guys would, at the drop of a hat, do anything to bring him back for ten more minutes. But something, something will live on that will outlive all of us. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, God forbid that anything ever happened to any of you know my guys or me or mm-hmm. whatever. But you know, but but knowing that what little mark that 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 we've left our you know like our moms and our girlfriends Mm -hmm. and our kids you know like our small little immediate you Mm -hmm. know it's on a small scale you know we kind of feel like we've done that too is that Mm -hmm. if anything ever happens to us you know 20 years from now i'll be able to pull up my brother singing or my best friend playing guitar or my drummer drumming you know and my brothers and and the snapshot of who we were in that moment of time Mm -hmm. and it's it's something that non-musicians and, and people that aren't really on camera ever or, you know, uh, do podcasts or have their, you know, voice recorded. It's something that they'll never really understand, you yeah. know, but those of us that do it, get it. And man, it, that was, that was incredible. Yeah. And, I, and I'm absolutely going to set aside time to, because is it on, is it on Amazon Prime or is it on Hulu? I thought it was on one of those. Uh... Watch it. I not a I don't have Hulu, but I haven't been on Amazon Prime in a couple of weeks, so it I'm not sure which one it's on. But I saw it was on. Well, somebody saw, might pop in and correct me at some point, but I'll I'll, I'll do some looking into it. I thought that somebody told me that you could stream it on like uh, on one of those, mm-hmm. so it's like six hours long. Yeah, and worth it. Like, yeah. you know, I'll 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 clear a day and then just binge it, man. Yeah. and I you know I just like as a musician and a foo fan and you know i, I kind of feel like i have to like it's my yeah. part to like contribute you know to the memory of, of taylor mm-hmm. so yeah I, i'm super excited to watch it and uh yeah. it was incredible dude and and i maybe maybe one day you know his son takes over the role yeah i mean he's 16 in a couple of years he'll be you know out of school and able to kind of make his own way so i mean you know he, he may you know the sequel yeah, might, might take over, you know. So how sick would that be? Yeah, for sure. And what was shocking to me was, yeah, 
like I mean, you could like just from a technical standpoint, as far as like musicianship goes, you could tell he was playing a little bit more aggressive than his dad did. At least just kind of watching him, like if you didn't know any better, you'd think he's like angry at his dad. And for all we know, he might be just angry at the situation because, you know, obviously losing your dad at such a young age, that's just unfortunate for everyone involved. Uh, But just watching him play and watching him kind of go through this, I'm like, none of us can say like what kind of experience that was for him. It may have been the best experience of his life. It may have been the worst experience of his life, or it just may have been an experience, you know, like nobody can really say, but just kind of watching him go through it is kind of just interesting. The song aside, like that's one of like the, it's one of my favorite songs from the Foo Fighters that they've ever played. And it's like probably one of their, well, I guess I could say most iconic, maybe. I don't know. I guess that one's kind of up I for mean, debate. You know, dude, it's, I mean, that's like me saying name the top Metallica song. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's, you know, they're just one of those bands that have so many, but yeah. I will definitely agree. One of the, one of the very top. Yeah. And, and, and that song, it takes on such a new meaning with yeah. him gone, you know, because yeah. like my mom, my mom, because uh, my grandfather has been gone five years mm-hmm. and my mom always said that my hero, that's, the song about my dad you know so so that song has always reminded me of my grandpa mm-hmm. you know and then to see you know his son play that song how it turns into that and i mean i don't know what emotions he was going through i guess like you said none of us do but mm-hmm. i took more of like an, an athlete's stance mm-hmm. on it to where i think that he went out there and i think that he left it all on the field mm-hmm. i think that he yeah. went out there and 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 more than likely, if I had to guess, he felt every emotion. Mm-hmm. You know, he 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 the, he went through the whole spectrum of, of all of it. You mm-hmm. know, and you've got and it's what is it, like a three and a half four minute song. Yep. Yeah, right about. You know, you, you've got three and a half minutes to cycle through your whole life right, yeah. with your dad. You know, mm-hmm. with, with, and I mean, and that dude probably went as far back as he could to the last time that he talked to him and. The whole time you have to keep tempo, and you're mm-hmm. you're in a, you're in a you know you're in a, a football stadium yeah. with hundreds of thousands of people, you know. So I mean, the fact that he could even get through it, you know, and and he yeah. murdered it, dude. He murdered it. Yeah, he did. It was it was impressive, and I think you said everything else that I could ever want to say about the situation. And I just wanted to kind of take a minute and talk to you because I noticed that was like one of the more recent things that you shared on or that the band page shared yeah. on Facebook. I'm assuming, are you the one primarily handling Facebook at this point? Or? <laughs> yeah. Off and on. It's, it's, it's mostly me and my brother. Okay. Uh, you gotcha. know, C- Cody keeps things uh, very business professional and I'm the one that gets my wrist popped because I share SpongeBob memes and Harambe <laughs> memes and stuff that has nothing to do with the band. Oh, but, yeah, but, but that though, I knew I was like, we have to share it. This, this, it yeah. has to. Oh yeah, for sure. But, um, if anybody wants to check out uh, Ghost Dance Band or interact with you on social, check out any of your music, any upcoming shows, uh, you know, any of that fun stuff, where's the uh, best place for them to get all that? Well, um, I'm in the process of updating the show list mm-hmm. um, that will upload the .com website. So the official website for GDB is theghostdanceband.com. Mm-hmm. We are most active on Facebook and Instagram. 
Uh, Facebook is obviously facebook.com slash ghost dance band. Instagram is just ghost dance band. Um, it used to be GDB official, but now I believe it's just the band name. Yeah. You, uh, you'll see on our, our, our social media's media is all unified. So you'll see mm. the, um, the ghost dance band logo and, uh, the, the white and purple font. Mm. So that that's us. And yeah, man, anybody that's interested, involved in checking us out or, or whatever, we we're on YouTube. Um, our YouTube channel is, is smaller. We're, we're, we're really working on trying to grow that and, and mm. it's content to, to make that more because I feel it's been kind of neglected, Yeah, but you know, I mean, social media is, is, is. is it's a, it's a, mm, yeah. it's a, it's a necessary evil and it is a yeah. thing. So one but, thing about uh, YouTube real quick that I've noticed is like over the last couple of weeks been really working for us is these new YouTube shorts that are out mm-hmm. like off the last 30 days, that's been 50% of our views and I just randomly started uploading them. So oh, nice. Yeah. That's yeah. a great idea. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we'll, uh, I mean, look, catch us soon on yeah. YouTube shorts, nice. but no, we, we, you know, but, uh, we're on TikTok. We're on, we're on all that shit. You people yeah. are on, yeah. At all hours of the day, you know, just search it, just search yep. it. I mean, it's not hard. Yeah, no, it's not. Gotcha. But it's been an absolute blast chatting with you, and I oh, uh, look look forward to hopefully catching you this weekend, depending on what the schedule ends up looking like. But I think the schedule is going to work out just fine. So hopefully, I'll catch you all this weekend in Lampasas. I don't go to Lampasas, period. But you know, yeah, we'll, we'll make that trip work. Uh, and then, of course, in a jam down by the river. What is it? October? I want to say 15th. 15th, 16th, somewhere in that ballpark. Um, anybody that uh, is in the area down in New Braunfels or just in Texas in general, like it seems like oh, people come from all over to go to that show. Um, oh, that's yeah. going to be a blast. So make sure you find it your way a, down. I will say to the peoples, it is camper friendly and it is pop tent in the woods hippie friendly yeah. so if you if uh, even though like it's a long drive for some of you once you're there you technically don't have to leave so yeah. show and stay yeah and you'll get to know us all real well maybe yeah. too well <laughs> I, i'm all for it but uh once again thank you so much for hanging out with us it's been an absolute blast they um i, I look forward to seeing shows and starting to really get out there more here in central texas and uh yeah, other than that, thank you all so much. If uh, you want to continue to support Live and Amplified, liveandamplified.net is our website. That is where you can get all our socials, uh, links to the podcast, YouTube, you know, all that fun stuff. And then uh, if you are new, uh, just finding us here on Twitch, uh, this is a new adventure for us. We're really starting to build our Twitch community and really love the support that we've been getting from the the uh the twitch community here so if you're not following us already please do that that would be amazing and other than that uh we're just going to keep doing what we're doing and we will be back on thursday with uh with another podcast other than that y'all have a great night and we will see you later